Here I'm Howard Monroe, Bob Slider behind the board. Uh, when I started this show 50, 60 years ago, Lord help me, back in the late 60s and early 70s, we used to spend a lot of time talking about UFOs. But at that time, we were talking about people out in the hollers of West Virginia who had seen something in the sky or had claimed to have been taken by space creatures into a flying saucer. We were calling them flying saucers even back then. Uh, but over the years, it's become a little more sophisticated. And it seems to me in recent years, it's become, uh, there's been a real change in the way the concept of, air quote, UFOs um, have, has been dealt with, including the fact that the Pentagon is now spending some time talking about it at least. I think they've always looked at it a bit, but talking about it a bit. Uh, Wendy Whitman Cobb is a professor of strategy and security studies at Air University and is a space policy expert read a piece that she wrote recently I wanted to talk to her about this morning about what are we meaning these days when we talk about UFOs or as they now call them UAPs. Wendy, good morning and welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Am I right? There's been a sort of a perspective change in recent years about these mysterious things in the sky. They're taken a little bit more seriously now, are they not? I think so. Um, I think for a long time, I, what you've alluded to has been exactly the case. It's been brushed off as sort of a, a crank sort of phenomenon and not something to be taken seriously, especially by the government. But as our skies get more crowded, as our, our abilities to use it um, become more disseminated across the across the population, uh, more stuff is up there. It's harder to know what it is. Um, and the government, I think, has really tried to take some of that um, pseudoscientific uh, sheen off of it by calling it UFOs now, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena, to try and really in- emphasize a needed scientific study of a lot of the things that we're now seeing. The, 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 the language change is designed, I guess, for among other things, just to get us to stop thinking about flying saucers and little green men because – strange things in the sky may not be flying saucer little green men. In fact, I suppose the likelihood is that we're not seeing creatures from Mars, but we are we are becoming much more and more concerned about what these things really are, right? Absolutely. Uh, likelihood is we are not talking about any sort of little green men, women, or uh, aliens of any color, size, shape, or form. <laughs> um, these are most likely uh, the things that we have seen recently, whether they're weather balloons, atmospheric phenomena that we simply just don't understand all that well, um, or debris that's in the air. I mean, these are far more likely reasons for seeing these things that are supposedly unexplainable, and I absolutely understand how they can appear unexplainable to somebody who's looking real fast or from the wrong angle. I mean, so we really do need to get a better handle on what these reports look like, what people are seeing, what people are experiencing, so that we are better at ruling out and ruling in some of these very, very realistic explanations. If we had not had such public attention paid to the Chinese spy balloon recently, put that in air quotes, 
uh, if we had, if people just looked up in the sky and seen this big orb floating over America a couple of weeks ago, we would probably be getting more people saying again UFOs, something from the some something from outer space is here. Um, but what, what we're realizing, at least what I'm realizing, when we when we saw that Chinese spy balloon, then we learned there were others around, and we've had other balloon type objects or something coming into our airspace recently, is that maybe the greater concern is not, is not from little green men. I keep using that analogy, saying take me to your leader, but rather it's from foreign intelligences doing things that we didn't realize or know or understand until now. I think that is part of what's happening. I mean, we really don't know what to look for until we see it. If you just let a a radar kind of pick up everything that it was seeing, you wouldn't be able to see the things that actually matter. And so for a lot of radar systems, they're attuned to see very particular types of objects. And so now that we've sort of realized that these things are out there and we go back and look at sort of the retrospective data, we see that there's been more that we know of. And it can be foreign intelligence services, and sometimes it could even be us testing new technology that we're not quite ready to make to the public. Um, so there's a lot of things that could be happening here. I mean, even in the civilian sector, you could be seeing that, where companies are testing new products that might not be ready for prime time yet, um, but they're, they're putting them out there to find out things that are happening. And it, a lot of the reports now about those other objects that were shot down after the Chinese spy balloon is they might may very well have been hobbyist clubs um, with balloons up there. And so, you know, it's, it doesn't have to just be foreign intelligence services. Sometimes the enemy is us. <laughs> That's, I never thought about that. That makes perfect sense that, you know, well, hobbyists certainly make sense, but also that, you know, there could be uh, private companies. To, look, we've come now to accept the reality there are private companies that are, explore, are sending spacecraft into space. I think 10 years ago we would have found that a little strange. But we know that to be the case now, and um, so I could—I never thought about it, but I can—I can imagine some company, a private company, coming up with some sort of new—I don't know—I don't call it a vehicle or whatever—and they're testing it. We don't know about it. We don't understand it. So we look up in the sky, and there's this weird-looking thing going by, and it might be from, uh, you know, north of Grumman or something like that. Who knows? I, uh, we're, I think we're all getting a little better perspective of this. Yes, and actually there is actually a company out there that is, te- is designing a high, very, very high-altitude balloon that will be able to reach the, the lower um, elements of space um, for commercial space, for commercial use. And so, I mean, those that's a very you know specific thing that if you don't realize what it is you're seeing and they're testing that, you might very well think it to be a UFO or a UAP. Wendy, I heard you chuckle there a minute ago. Were you laughing at me? No, um, because I, I, I absolutely can see how it happens. I have terrible situational awareness. If I glance at the sky real fast, there are chances are I might think it's a UFO, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. In this, now that we're talking here, you and I, about this, this puts a different perspective on some of the classic UFO stories as well. Let's go back to Roswell, which was the you know quintessential little green men that came out of the sky and, and uh, we got them in Fort Knox or whatever. Um when the reports finally came out, they said it was a weather balloon. And everybody said, oh, yeah, weather balloon. In retrospect, based on what we've gone through recently, those initial reports may very well literally, literally have been true. That may well have been right. I mean, we are, people who wanted to believe in flying saucers kind of poo-pooed those reports. But now that we have a perspective, it makes more sense. Absolutely. I mean, it, 
I think with time, we get a little bit better understanding of the different scientific phenomena that are out there. I mean, it's very, you know, try explaining the world we have and the technology and the science we have today to somebody 100 or 200 years ago. They would think it was alien technology as well. Um, so, you know, again, it, we all want to believe in Mulder's famous words from X-Files. I mean, I, I was a huge fan of that show, too. <laughs> But uh, I I have to, as a social scientist at least, somebody who believes in the principles of science and research, that with a little bit more understanding and time spent studying a topic, that clarity can come. And the reality is that the explanation, more times than not, is really probably a simple, easy one and not something as extraordinary as alien technology. Accepting that as the premise, my question is uh, then how important is it that we continue to look for these things and what what is an ultimate end game of of us paying attention to this? I mean, what what do we need to know? What are we trying to find out? How does this help us by, by looking at UAPs? Yeah. I mean, one of the things, the shift, as I said, to U, the UAP terminology is to try to destigmatize this. I mean, for a long time we have looked at somebody claiming – uh, to see a UFO as, as being uh, not quite all there. Like, got to be crazy to, to think that. Uh, but what we've seen in the past couple of years with the declassified videos from naval aviators is that they are actually seeing very real phenomena. That, and these are highly trained professional pilots um, that have are actually getting hard data from these um, phenomena as well. And so I think we really need to continue to destigmatize um, rep the reporting of these to increase reporting so that we have more data that scientists can analyze, scrutinize, try to understand better so that we do get these answers sooner rather than uh, 60, 70 years after Roswell. Um, we, we need those now, especially as we're coming to understand that there are more things in our skies than we necessarily see right off the bat. And so there's a, certainly a national security element there that we need to be better prepared to you know, see the unexpected and not freak out every time, that we need to better understand what our potential adversaries are trying to gain from us, um, and really just try to know our environment better. And there's a lot of good science that can come out of that as well. In the old days when a lot of folks felt that maybe these were little green men from Mars or aliens from a different dimension or whatever, uh, there was you know, there was fear connected to it in a lot of ways. Oh, my God, are they going to come to try to, you know, to, to take us off to their planet and turn us into lab rats? Or, there was fear associated with it. I, the more we demystify this, I think the less fear we have that little green men are doing that. But should we still be concerned? Should we still be, if fearful isn't the word, at least wary of what is up there, all right, we now think more in terms of national security. We think in terms of man-made objects on Earth, whether it's private companies, whether it's foreign intelligence and so on. Should we, general public, still be nervous about all these things up in the sky? I don't think so. Um, you know, the FAA has a very, very great track record at tracking air traffic and avoiding, uh, aside from some close calls on the ground recently, avoiding similar things happening in the air. So I think from a civilian perspective, for the, the purposes of, for which that most of us civilians use the airspace in and around the United States, I think we're perfectly safe. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of concern, obviously, over the Chinese spy balloon and what types of intelligence they could be gathering. But we have to remember there are hundreds of satellites orbiting Earth 
every day, every moment. Um, and, and what the type of intelligence they can gather from a balloon versus satellite isn't all that significantly different. Um, and so, you know, if you're, you're concerned about somebody snooping, um, there, are, there are actually commercial remote set imaging satellite systems that can give you even better pictures uh, from space than if you were in a balloon. <laughs> Uh, so I think the, the risk to the general public is fairly, fairly low. I think it's more about spreading awareness that these things are out there, that there is a threat, that our adversaries are trying to gather intelligence about us and take and try to understand that in the context of strategic competition between the United States and other countries. Well, I, it's an interesting uh, phenomenon. Again, I remember when I first started this business, it was all the little green men out in uh, uh, Podunk, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's now become much more mainstream conversation, and in the past couple of years, it's become more very legitimate conversation with better understanding of what it is. Now, I just got to ask you on a personal level, could it be green men from Mars? I hope so, because how exciting would that be? <laughs> But I have no intelligence or information as to whether that's actually true. <laughs> I, you're right. There will be. I mean, well, it would be nice unless, you know, I remember the one Twilight Zone episode, uh, <laughs> the old Twilight Zone, where the they came down and they said they yes, had they the were going to take away, and they had a, they had a, yes, exactly. So <laughs> they had the book, yeah, How to Serve Man, exactly. And then the last line is, "It's a cookbook." So yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes. It, yeah, it is, because uh, they all were great. Hey, Wendy, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I thought this was good to put in perspective. We talked so much about this stuff, and the balloons recently have kind of caught our attention to it. And we can see more reports from the Pentagon coming out. They've given us more information, and I think it's good to put this in perspective to understand really why uh, we're paying more attention to this and why we should pay attention to it, hoping for little green men, but recognizing there's still serious things up there to worry about. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. Wendy Whitman-Cobb is uh, uh, with the DOD uh, and uh, offering uh, thoughts on the uh, UFOs. I don't know, Bob. Are you worried about national security things, or are you worried about little green men coming down? No, I'm not. Uh, I was listening to you and Wendy, and I was asking myself silently, you know, exactly what do I believe? What what do I actually believe? And, and I think that there is life out there. I'm not one to I think agree. that they're uh, they're walking amongst us. I, I I haven't went there yet. And then I thought of Stephen Hawking, who's one of the smartest guys ever. And I believe I'm not going to quote him right, but he said, "Leave it alone." You know, it, it's probably going to cause more harm than good. Leave it alone. And I've never been a Star Trek guy. I, I, to me, it's a waste of money. All the trillions, and I said trillions of dollars that we spent. On NASA, I believe, could have went to better use. Now, do we want to be safe? Yes. Do we want to keep our Earth safe? Yes. But chasing Martians and and doing this and doing that, I've always thought it was a waste of money. But, you know, yes, I I hear what you're saying. I I think in the last, I want to say a couple of months, certainly six, eight, maybe last year or two, there's a little different, I have a different feeling about all of this now because I I used to always think the Pentagon is investigating these things or at least keeping track of these things and we're thinking about, you know, uh, again, little green men, flying saucers, whatever. But but now that I begin to think about it in terms of, like the Chinese balloon that we saw recently, spy balloon, realizing that it's probably still serious, but it's not 
we're not. It's probably not guys coming from another dimension to come down and take us away to use as lab rats. I mean, I think I, we we're really getting a different perspective in recent years, and I'm understanding better now why the Pentagon. You know, a couple of years ago, the Pentagon became more forthcoming. Now Congress told them to, but they became more more forthcoming in giving out information. And I realize now it's because they're trying to change our understanding of this whole thing. And it's not always just, was there Betty and Barney Hill, weren't they some of the ones a long, long time ago that claimed they were taken up into spaces, spaceships and probed and so on? Now we have more legitimate things to worry about. I wonder if Gene thinks there's little green men out there. Good morning, Gene. Good morning. Howard, let me tell you something. Now, I was involved in something several years back at Ogilvy. I was a night ranger. And uh, went to Sunnyborn like I always did every night, three or four times, because there was a lot of stuff that went on up there at Sunnyborn at nighttime. And I'm sitting up there locking up everything, and I looked, just happened to look up in the in the sky, and I saw something, and I thought, well, what the hell is that? And uh, I I looked at it, watched it, and it was circling around Whitting Park High School. And it kept circling around. And right when I was I was calling it in to Ogilvy, a deputy sheriff come. Him and I watched this thing for an hour. And let me tell you something. It was no weather balloon. I took my high-powered binoculars, and him and I watched this thing, and it was crazy. It just circled around Winning Park High School and kept circling and then it'd come down a little bit, then go up a little bit, and we watched it for almost an hour. And then all of a sudden, it just it just took off up in the up in the sky, and you couldn't see it anymore. I called it in. What do you think it was, Gene? What do you think it was? You 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 looked at looked at it, you watched it. What do you what do you think it was? Well, I can guarantee it was no weather balloon. I can tell you that. Okay. And then, and then about a week later, I went to work. And there was a guy that they said, there's going to guy come and see you and talk to you about what you saw. And I said, okay. And here come a guy in a uh, USA. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody said they want to come to you and talk to you about what you saw? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. it made the news. And uh, oh. uh, this guy came and he was in a uh, uh, car, United States Air Force. And uh, him and another guy come out, and he asked me questions of what I saw and uh, what did it do and so on and so forth. And he was a pilot. And uh, I, I can't remember his name, but that has stuck with me for years. And, you know, we go outside nighttime, we look up in the sky for a second, and you never look up in the sky and really look up in the sky. You know what I mean? And uh, now for the last... Uh, 15, 20 years when I go out at nighttime or daytime, I, I look up in the sky and look up in the sky. I don't look and see the clouds and that kind of stuff. But on a clear night, I look up in the sky and I watch it. So uh, uh, until you see something like that, uh, I could agree a lot of stuff goes on that we don't know about. Gene, I got to move on, but I got to ask you one question. When they, when they came to visit you in their government car, did they have black suits on? Were they men in black? No, no. These guys had uh, U.S. Air Force uh, uniforms. Oh, they, they had like a uniform on or something. Okay. Yeah. Right. 
Because okay. you remember back in the old days, supposedly men in black suits would come and visit people who saw this stuff and kind of told them to shut up, don't talk about it. Gene, I want to ask you. That's a great story. Uh, did they did they treat you with respect, Gene? Did oh, you yes. did you felt like they they were believing what you were telling them? Yeah, he, they asked me questions about, and I, I forget the deputy's name, but he has since retired. And him and I, I tell you, him and I sat up there and watched. And he would call in to the service department and said, you know, we're watching this thing and we didn't know what the hell it is. And we then after the Air Force guys came and talked to me. They did go talk to him, too, and uh, never heard another word. Great story, Gene. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Gene. <laughs> remember the Men in Black? Remember, of course, I'm talking, there was the movie. But remember the, 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 the claim was that people like Gene who would see these things, men in black, black suits would come up in a government-issued car and, you know, would walk up and get their story and then kind of tell them, you know, no, do not ever talk about this again. That was a big deal again back in the – I guess '60s and '70s, where we were still talking about you, you know, UFOs and men from outer space. It's a great story, Gene. I